Welcome to the Give This Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Island Program, which Forbes has stated helps entrepreneurs become professional speakers. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Craig Weldon. He is a motivational speaker, a multiple award-winning number one international best-selling author, and a former major general in the U.S. Army. Craig, welcome to our podcast. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be with you today. So in the world we live in today, I was reading some stats about employment and about how so many U.S. employees, even though we have listeners from all around the world, but I was a bit shocked about the tenure or lack thereof tenure of U.S. employees. And I think it's only less than five years. And if you're a millennial or Gen Z, it was less than two years. And whereas you, you served our country for how many years? Well, it was 30 years uh, in the Army and then another almost 10 years with the Marine Corps. So about 40 years in the military. And so what compels an individual like yourself, Craig, to be that committed? I, I'm curious about that level of commitment because it's so deep, wide, and, and inspiring. Well, I went to, or I went to um, Purdue University on an ROTC scholarship uh, many, many years ago, obviously. And uh, uh, my obligation was to give back four years to the military because I paid for my way through college. And I think uh, I had planned at the time to leave the military at the end of four years and uh, get into something else. But one thing led to another and I thought, you know, this is not so bad. I think I'm enjoying this challenge. Uh, let me give it another couple of years. And pretty soon four years turned into 30 years. And uh, at the end of that 30 year period, I retired from the army, went into the private sector, did that for seven years. And about five years into that little episode, my wife said, you know, I'd really like to go back to Hawaii where our last assignment in the Army was. And I said, you know, Hawaii is really expensive. Um, I'd have to get a job. And she said, you know, that's a good idea. Why don't you try <laughs> So I spent the next two years looking for an opportunity that was appropriate for me in Hawaii. And the Marine Corps created a senior executive service position, which is essentially a civilian version of being a general um, in Hawaii, uh, to move 10,000 Marines from Japan to Guam. And I applied and I was uh, very humbled and appreciative that the Marine Corps selected me. And that's what I've been doing for the last nine years until October of 2019, at which time my wife said, I'm ready to move on. Let's <laughs> move back to the mainland. And I said, well, I thought you wanted to stay out here. She said, we're too far from family. And I said, all right. So I started looking at what's next in my life. And I thought, you know, I really want to give back 50 years of leadership and life experiences to the next generation. I don't want to just go play golf and watch uh, soap operas. And uh, so when I told that to somebody, they said, well, you ought to write a book. And I thought, a book? Are you kidding me? I've never <laughs> written a book and that's pretty intimidating. But as you said in the introduction, I ended up writing a book and it's done very, very well. And most of the time when people invite me to speak, they also purchase my book for all the attendees. And so that's really what I was doing until COVID locked everything down. Um, I was speaking to various groups uh, around the country uh, about leadership and life lessons using mostly my own stories, and, um, and then COVID hit. Yeah, but again, in crisis, there is character that forms, and you can help us form that character. You remind me of a friend of mine. She's, a, she's such an inspiring woman. Her name is Dina Nyad, and she is the only person to swim from Cuba to Key West she did it on her fifth attempt after 30 years. It was uh, 111 miles of, of swimming. 
took her 54 hours and she did it when she was 64. So wow. whenever I meet someone like Diana and I or someone like yourself, where maybe you're a little older than I, but it doesn't matter because the whole point is, as long as we're breathing, we're alive. And if we're alive, we should be serving. So I literally have clients that are 12 years old and 81 years old, but I want you to know and our guests to know whatever age you're at chronologically, if we're breathing, we're living, if we're living, we're serving. So again, Craig, thank you so much for, for serving our country, but also now writing a book because the thing about a book, it's, it's such a powerful thing because they have an actual relationship with you as they're reading your, your words. And so talk to us about your book and talk to us about why you chose to write a leadership book and what's one very popular lesson, especially during what we're going through now that you can share with our listeners. Well, my website has a sample chapter of my book. You can learn, read all about me, all about the book. You can watch videos and podcasts and read some of my blogs and so forth at craigweldon.com. But the chapter in the book, the sample chapter, is called The Light at the End of the Tunnel. And the reason I wrote that chapter is I wanted to make sure that people who were facing challenges in their life understand that there is often light at the end of the tunnel. They just can't see it yet uh, once they enter. And sometimes they don't know how long the tunnel is. Sometimes they're in a turn, and that's the reason they can't see the light. Uh, but if they're patient and they persevere, uh, oftentimes they will get out of that tunnel. Um, I tell stories in there about myself, both personal and professional, where I've been in dark places in my life. Uh, and through perseverance and, and hope and prayer and a lot and help from other people, I've gotten out of those tunnels and there was light at the end of the tunnel. Oftentimes you don't see that there's a problem uh, solving uh, opportunity for you until it hits you right in the face. And uh, so that's the reason I put that sample chapter uh, on my website so people could read a little bit about the book um, and get some hope if they were down because too often young people in particular face difficulties in their life and, uh, and of course the worst circumstances when they decide to check out and take their own life uh, because they don't see light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, my sister committed suicide in uh, Christmas Eve of 1999. And I wanted to make sure that I gave my kids every opportunity they had to succeed uh, after that experience and to show people who are struggling in life that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And I, again, I've got dozens of examples of that, both personal and professional and for other people that I've known. Uh, you just have to be patient, work your way through it, lean on others, and, and you'll see the light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you for that example and thank you for sharing about your sister, unfortunately, about that happening. My condolences relative to the light at the end of the tunnel and just frankly leading on people who might su suggest, like, let's say I used to mentor kids that are homeless at a shelter in LA and these individuals, unfortunately, were abused and beaten and molested and they don't have people to lean on potentially because their parents might be the ones abusing them. So if someone is out there listening, what might you tell him or her if they don't see someone they can lean on? What, what do you suggest to them? Well, there's a national suicide telephone number. Um, they, they could start with that. There are also in most um, municipalities and counties and cities and towns and so forth, crisis uh, centers that they can reach out to in the social services area. There are friends, there are teachers, uh, there are neighbors. Uh, there's many, many people uh, that are willing to help these people when they think that there's really nobody there. I think many of your listeners have all uh, have seen stories, perhaps on television, 
about how somebody has um, how somebody's story has gone viral uh, when they faced a challenge and all the thousands of people who have stood up to uh, contribute to help in any way they can that person get through their problem so so oftentimes not talking about it not letting anybody know uh, that you're facing these kind of challenges uh, is what results in um, you know things that that go bad uh, so you know everybody's got different circumstances but they need to reflect on who they are around who they might be able to reach out to and if they think they have nobody uh, then certainly look to the city the, the town the county uh, or the crisis hotlines uh, that are available you can google that suicide uh, hotline and uh, and the number will pop up pretty quick i think yeah that's great advice craig i, I really do believe that everyone whether you're in a homeless shelter or not it, it's just reaching out and not giving up because again in their case unfortunately they're Mothers and fathers perhaps have not been there for them, but thank you for that advice, Craig. One last question I have for you regarding your, your book is, do you feel that all of us can be leaders? Yeah, I think, um, you know, people ask the question, is leadership uh, something that people are born with or is it something that's taught? And I will tell you that it's both, uh, that there are certain traits that people have uh, that lean them towards leadership leadership skills, uh, but it can be improved. And the military is a great example because the military will look to recruit people who have those ingrained skill sets, and then they train them once they get into the military to improve uh, those. The, the other thing I would tell you is you can learn an awful lot about great leadership just by watching other people around you in your everyday life. And I often use the parable that, you know, you're walking down a path and along the path, there are rocks. Each of those rocks represent the good things that you observe and the bad things that you observe. Pick up the rocks, put them in your rucksack, carry them with you so that you can remind yourself to uh, repeat the things that you saw in your life that were good and to, to keep from doing those things that you saw in your life that were not so good. Um, so I call that virtual mentorship. Uh, it's just a, you know soaking in the experiences that surround you. Um, but, but to your basic question, I think it's both, uh, um, is it nature or nurture? It's a little bit of both. Great, Craig, thanks so much for that advice. And how can our guests stay in touch with you and read your book? Well, craigweldon.com, W-H-E-L-D-E-N. Oftentimes people will misspell it and do D-O-N. So www.craigweldon.com is my website. And they can contact me through that. They can order the book. I've got it in print, in digital and audio form. You can read a sample chapter. You can read over almost two dozen testimonials. I've got a dozen podcasts and uh, blogs and sample videos. There's just about everything you want to know about Craig Weldon is on that site. Great. Well, Craig, thanks so much for gracing us with your presence. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Chris. Thank you for listening to our Gifters podcast. If you want to turn your story into a successful speaking or coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com for details.